0: where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out why she's single, or I was trying to, and I've given up. Now I'm just talking about love with people I find interesting. My guest is a two-time Emmy Award-nominated actor, comedian, and youth pastor. You know him from iconic works like Keenan and Kel, all that, and Good Burger. The long-awaited sequel, Good Burger 2, is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, I'm so excited! I get to talk to Kel Mitchell! <laughs> Yo, 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 what's up?
1: I'm happy, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, you for doing
0: me. this. This is exciting. So wait, you're from Chicago?
1: That's right. South side, Chicago. <laughs> All day. My
0: whole family lives on the south side, so i probably seen you a couple times just walking around. No, I don't know. I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How long were you in Chicago?
1: Oh man, that's where I, that's where I got my start. Like I started out mm-hmm. in theater uh, in Chicago. It was something to do. My parents tried everything. I was a bit of a class clown. So they were like, we got to have you try something that's positive. And, uh, I got into theater at ETA Creative Arts Foundation on the Ooh. south side of Chicago. Shout out to Renako Jahi, uh, my drama teacher. And, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how I got started in acting.
0: <laughs> I love that. What was the yeah. school name again?
1: Uh, ETA Creative Arts Foundation. and so uh they put on theater uh you know plays and things like that on the south side and they were just uh, amazing plays and my family we used to go there all the time and then one summer my parents were like hey yo you should sign up for the kid like uh you know showcase and we did like a whole thing for the summer we learned dance and katherine dunham technique and tap dancing and acting and i just fell in love with it like oh this is where i need to be and then i just started doing plays there yeah
0: (laughs) Well, I love it. And then you auditioned for all that uh, your sophomore year of high school. How did you find out about the auditions? I always (laughs) wonder how people... Before you get like an agent, or unless you had an agent and a manager, but I'm like, how do you find out about shit like that or stuff like that? I, yeah. can I curse because I know yeah, that be you, you be Christian, you. It's okay. and I don't want to offend.
1: <laughs> it's all good. Be you.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Um. Uh, let me see. Oh, so then I was doing theater uh, at Eta, and then I started doing theater on um, downtown Chicago. So I started doing Goodman Theater, Victory mm-hmm. Gardens Theater, mm-hmm. and I remember I I did a play called Eden uh where it was about a, a West Indian family that went to America and it was it was really deep, but it was really cool. it was a great 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 thing <laughs> and uh I got you know noticed by a lot of people uh and you know I was in different newspapers and magazines and then I got an agent from that ah, and so okay, I got an okay. agent. I started, you know, going on many different auditions. Uh, Chicago's a little different than it is now as far as, like, television. Like, it, back then, it was, mm-hmm. like, more commercials, infomercials. So, when, like, uh, and TV movies every now and then. So, when all that came along, it was just like, sketch show for kids. That was big because I had already been, like, going on auditions and things like that. Not to, like, get on TV, but it was just, like, a thing with, like, this thing is working. My parents, they, they told my parents, this boy got some, And so, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I auditioned for, uh you know, all that. It was a nationwide search. And, I mean, back then it was, you know, Nozuma, that, like, that. So they were literally scouting city to city. For mm-hmm. kids, and it was like the Avengers of every funny kid in the United States.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I went up against them and battled it out and got in there. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Can you tell me about your audition? Did you forget your monologue?
1: I Whoa, yeah, you know that, huh? I did. I was, uh, <laughs> I had finals. Uh, at my high school. And so I had finals on the brain, uh, never forget a monologue, but I went in there and I just had a brain fart. And so they were like, Hey, do you want to, you know, like go practice it, go outside, come back in. I was like, All right. so I, sorry, didn't practice it, came <laughs> back in, but I knocked over some of the like equipment. Cause you know, we, we talking about like nineties, like 90, 94, So it was a big VHS, (laughs) like big old camera. I knocked all that down. Uh, I did it funny though, in the way that I like tried to like put it back together and they thought that was hilarious. Uh They were laughing, but I thought like, oh, I ruined this. And I came back in and they were like, "Do you have any impersonations?" And they thought I was gonna do like celebrities, like that's what mm-hmm. I guess all the other kids were doing. Uh, but I did like my funny uncles and my coach at my uh <laughs> oh. school, and then I would do all these different things. And so like within that audition, it was born in that audition because that was something mm-hmm. that me and my cousins would do when we watched like Say by the Bell and all those different shows. We were like, "How would they talk on the South Side of Chicago?" And it was like, "Yeah, dude, let's let's go over there, dude." So we were doing. That. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I did my coach in there uh, who was very, very mean and always mean to kids. And so that's how Coach Creedon was born in there. Like, Dah, shut up. Sit on the ground. So <laughs> that's, you know, and two weeks went by, I didn't hear anything. Uh, so I thought I didn't get it. If you know how mm-hmm. dishes kids know how auditions go if you're listening. Uh, but uh, I remember a call. Uh, my mom picked up the phone and she was like, huh? Say what now? What happened? What's going on? Thank you, Jesus. And we flew to LA for the second round of uh, mm-hmm. auditions, and that was the Avenger part when I had to see all these like kids that had been on TV and stuff. And uh, but I went up against them and got in there. <laughs> yeah,
0: I yeah. really love yeah. that. I like when people do things that are so like unique to them or authentic to you. Like you're like other kids did impressions of celebrities, and you're like I did impressions of like people I know and things I thought was funny yeah. like doing what I think Save by the Bell on the Chicago South side is is just <laughs> inherently funny and I I love that I love that you had that intuition as a kid like I feel like that's just like you fell into doing exactly what you, you were meant to be doing
1: <laughs> that's what's up man it was uh yeah man we, we just had so much fun in there and then for that because I was just talking to Keenan about that I'm like for now you know Good Burger coming out again mm-hmm. with part two just to you know from that even those moments because a lot of people think about the movie and this is part two but i think about it being on you know all that in 94 It's just like the blessing and you know people still enjoy this character like it's it's cool
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, really anyway. funny and you honestly are such an incredible performer i my favorite thing is seeing people that i think are very funny on television and then seeing them in person because we shot in front of. Um, if you guys didn't know, I'm in Good Burger 2. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> so we shot in front of a live audience, and sometimes downtime, they're just standing there, but like you entertain them in the downtime and. It was just really magical to watch and it was very clear that everybody in that audience was like a big fan of you and a big fan of Good Burger and like you just truly gave them what they came for if that makes any sense. (laughs) Sometimes people are like, nah. I'm tired. It's a down. No, but you were just like you know. I don't. I just. I really loved it. It was really. It was so nice to watch. Oh man, I I appreciate that. You killed it too. You're amazing. Y'all got to check you. it out. She did a great
1: job in it. <laughs> um, you know, I always. I told you. I told you there. I told you me and my wife are fans of you. So yeah. Thank <laughs> so, you. But uh, but yeah, no. I just wanted everybody to enjoy it. You know, you could see the love that they were giving us, mm-hmm. and, and and that's what I'm all about. I, I want everyone to just enjoy and have fun. And and then, you know, you see that on screen. You see, like, the fun that the crew had, mm-hmm. the audience had every day. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be there just have that joy. Like, we're doing something that, you know, we've dreamed of doing, you know, a job that we enjoy, you know. And, uh, hey, why, you know, you don't have a screw face doing that.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. Also... You guys treated your crew so nicely. Like, sometimes you pop in to do, like, a day on something, and you're like, yikes, they had a tough time. Ooh, nobody's happy. But, like, the crew was happy to be there, and I I think I was there, the, like, the last, last day, and I uh-huh. asked one of the camera operators, I was like, how many days do you guys have left? they like, oh, no, this is the last day, and we're, like, we're really kind of sad about it. And I was like, ah! Oh. Very rarely are there jobs where people are like, I don't want to go. But, yeah, people... I don't know. It seemed like such a fun time. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, God, this looks like so much fun. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Y'all check it out. Good work, too. Good too.
0: <clears throat> so, wait. You said you have a wife. I do. When did you meet your wife?
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Asia, Asia Lee Mitchell. <laughs> Aww.
0: How did you meet Asia?
1: How did we meet? That's my best friend. So, uh, huh? we met, I a friend of mine. I was actually a security guard. He was a Q-Dog, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, still a Q-Dog, you know, retired Q-Dog, you know. <laughs> anyway, so he would he would put on these, like, talent shows for the kids at uh, Compton High School, right? Mm-hmm. So he would do that. So he was like, I need a celebrity to come in and actually host it. And it will have celebrity judges and you host it. I said, dude, I'm there. I love, love giving back. So uh, I went there to go host this. And then they also invited other, like, uh, celebrities and local celebrities to come. So there was this young lady that was a local celebrity that was a hip-hop artist and was, like, amazing on stage mm-hmm. and just killing it. And had a whole, like, crew and a bunch of people there with her, like, name and uh, flags and dancers. And I said, yo, this girl is, like... Amazing. And she's a really good mm-hmm. rapper. And I became a fan. That's literally how this started. This, this is my wife at the time. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, but at this point, I'm just the fan. I'm just like, whoa, whoa. And so, uh, I started following, uh, you know, her music. And then we became friends as well, uh, mm-hmm. because she had a clothing line and she was just like, oh, I would love for you to, you know, rock my clothes. So I was like, oh, yeah, I bet. So I started rocking the clothes on like different appearances on, you know, some BET things and the other stuff I was doing. And we became like friends every time like on the phone. So like you know I would go on a date, she would go on a date and then we would talk about what happened in those mm-hmm. dates and those things, right And we would do that and that was super, super fun. and I remember talking we would talk to like the sun comes up, you know and, and about all kind of stuff. So I remember it was one date that she was going to and this is really this is really cool that it's around this time because uh, I remember it was Halloween. And I was watching some type of BET movie with sticky fingers in it or something like that. (laughs) And I was sitting there watching it and she was about to go out on a date. I'm on the phone with her. And I was not going out on a date with anyone Mm -hmm. at the time. I was just sitting there watching this BET movie. And I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden I was like, you know what? You should be dating me. I don't even know where you going. Where you go? Where you go? Right. And so she told me, boy, she was going, but it messed her whole date up. Right. It messed her <laughs> whole date up. And she had me on, she had me on the mind. Right. So then, uh, whoever that guy is. So it ruined his, his whole situation. She got back, uh, called me and then, uh, we started talking about us actually dating and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, us going out and, uh, yeah. Uh, i love that beautiful. you
0: ruined that date i do ruin that man's chance he was like why isn't she into it i've been <laughs> a gentleman this whole time and she just seems like her mind is somewhere else <laughs> it was with you <laughs> that's right oh my god when when was the moment that like both of you were like ah i think we're in love Oh,
1: it was a lot, a lot of those moments. Because remember, like we started off as uh, started off as friends. And the cute, the cute, the beautiful thing about it is that we secretly were in love with each other, both of us, but not saying nothing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, it was a lot of those moments. But one that resonates so much is because we both discovered this at our reception at our wedding. Right. Mm-hmm. So, there was a time where when we were just friends, right? And uh she was doing a, an event over in, in Long Beach. And we got on mm-hmm. this, like, Ferris wheel. And when we got on it, it was going up, you know, really, really high and everything. And we got on there together and it shook, right? Mm-hmm. So, when it shook, she jumped in my arms, right? Oh. And when she jumped in my arms, I had, like, this vision. Like, for real, though. But I had a vision. Like, I was like, yo, this... I think this is my wife. Like, word up. We, way back then, I was like, I, uh, and this, it just hit my heart. And it was funny, because I'm talking about it, with the reference then, my wife was like, I felt that same thing when I was on the Ferris wheel at the same time when that happened. And I was just like, there it is. Look at that. We're meant to be together. Uh, there it is. Uh, it was uh, such a uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I
0: love it. I have trouble dating. Mm-hmm. I've been single for so long. But I when I hear stories like that, I'm I I'm truly a hopeless romantic. Some days I'm like, oh, I give up. But then I hear things like that and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to be on a Ferris wheel with somebody and jump <laughs> into their arms and be like, ooh, <laughs> that's so cute and so romantic. Yeah. So would you do you think being friends with your partner before you start dating is the key to like a good relationship? I do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I really do
1: because you really get to understand each other, you know, and she and what's funny about it is that she knew so much about me at this point mm-hmm. and like the whole things like with, with, you know, with other relationships I was in and dating and all that stuff that I had been through. And I knew about her, you know, cause we were both very open about the relationships mm-hmm. that we were in, which was cool. And then now to, uh, know each other on that level and be best friends and be good friends and then continue that friendship. Within being married is such a, a such a great thing like she knows me i know her so very well and um you know and i, I loved it because in prior relationships you know you bring somebody around and be like oh man you got to bring her around or that person come you know what i mean but with my wife it's like everybody's like super excited you know what i mean and it's like uh <laughs> it's, it's so cool like you know just us together uh it's super awesome you know it's, it's, a, it's uh-huh. a friendship but i think that does uh definitely help you know what i mean yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I
0: want that. I want a best friend who who's also my partner. It just seems fun. To yeah. be like, "Oh, I can't wait to go home to my bestie." You know, I went to dinner, but like, I can't wait to tell my best friend what happened at dinner.
1: Yes. That's us all the time. Like we're always talking uh great conversations you know what i mean that's
0: mm-hmm. that's awesome
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. did yeah. you
0: when okay so what was your proposal like did you plan something or was it low key what was it like
1: i definitely planned something uh i was like this this has got to be awesome you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh but my wife uh she's a planner mm-hmm. and everything is like you know <laughs> like to the T she knows everything right so it's uh-huh. like uh, it's hard to surprise her right so you gotta work on it so uh, what I did was was that um, I had a whole full day planned right mm-hmm. and so uh, we had a breakfast plan that we were gonna go to uh, I believe it was marmalade I think that's where we went for breakfast first yeah mm-hmm. so we went there right and uh, I, was, I put her in the car and then I went and hit the switcher box for the electricity mm-hmm. in my in my place. <laughs> that was that. So I turned it off and made sure all the lights didn't work. I'll explain mm-hmm. later why I did that. Right. So then I get uh, in the car. We have, you know, Marley. Then we went to uh, a drive through because it wasn't a lot of it's not a lot of drive throughs uh, out here in L.A. So we had to drive mm-hmm. out far and we we're like, "Yo, let's go to drive through movie because we we're like a bunch of big kids. And we we're like, it'd be cool to do a drive through movie. And we found one. I think it was called mm-hmm. Tiki something that was like drive through. And we <laughs> saw a double feature. Uh, Bridesmaid was part of it, which was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we saw the movie. Uh did all this fun stuff, uh, had lunch again, and all this, right? And so uh, I'm going back home. It's dark now. And I walk her in, and I have her go in the place first. Like, my mm-hmm. go in the place first. So she goes in, and she's going from light to light. Like, nothing's working. The switches aren't coming on. What's going on? And I, she comes back into the living room, and I'm on my knee. And the uh ring box had a light in it. And so I was just like, you are the the light in my world no. and the light and I see you and then that's how I proposed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god.
0: That is so beautiful and cute and I like it so much. Oh, hey. oh my god, that's so sweet. I love that. Did she cry? She did, she
1: did, and we hugged and did, you know, it was it was it was awesome because the only light was literally coming from that mm-hmm. ring because everything was so everything was dark and you know the light coming from her and everything from smiling and stuff. So and me smiling. Oh, so that was cool. I love it
0: so <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah. Um just to go back to after you got um all that, did you you were fifteen. So when did you start dating? And did the show affect your dating?
1: yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> um when I was younger I want to say I was dating before I got on before I got mm-hmm. on all that I remember my my first date was when I was I want to say like eighth grade seventh grade
0: okay, Around that okay. Time. <laughs>
1: you know what I'm saying uh I had a um a uh older, older uh sister that chaperoned me on my uh first date which was funny first because the girl i was talking to uh you know i was just like oh no i don't want my mom or dad to take me and mm-hmm. then uh but my sister was like super cool she was like you know salt and pepper and all that stuff back in that time like she mm-hmm. had cool jackets and all that stuff <laughs> and uh she had her boyfriend at the time and they were like oh yeah you just come with us and i'm like oh mm-hmm. that's fun and so picked up picked up the girl and her boyfriend allowed me to get in front of the car and was like, you know, like I'm driving, but we were all going in the backseat. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was I remember that one because that was like one of the first dates. So that was super funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did girls like throw themselves at you? Because I feel like so I call them chuckle fuckers for comedians. <laughs> um it's women who like go to shows and they're like, I don't really care what you look like. I yeah. just want a funny dude. Uh, did you have girls be like, Oh my God, I like lift up their bra for you to sign. Like, were they wild like that?
1: Yeah, they were, pre- it got pretty wild. Like when all that came out. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was, <laughs> you know, and I was, it was wild. You know what I mean? And it was fun because we ended up being like the heart throbs and, you know, mm-hmm. I was on uh team beat and, all that stuff, Tiger Beat, you know the magazines. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, oh my God, like, mag- I remember those magazines. That's <laughs> wild. Do you have any old copies? I do. I do. I had the
1: S Curl and I was just like, chilling, Are they framed laying. or are they
0: just in a drawer?
1: <laughs> I think my mom has them. Uh, some you of should the,
0: frame so, them because it's the iconic. <laughs> And only a certain generation remembers them. So, like, if you have them up in your house, like, just put them in the bathroom. And, like, you'll just, every time you hear someone new go in your bathroom, they'll be like, oh, my God.
1: (laughs) I think I I posted one with me and Keenan, and we were in, I want to say, Fat Farm or FUBU outfits. Mm -hmm. And it was just like the Jason Penny type of picture. Yes, (laughs) yes. We were just,
0: like, really posed and it doesn't look natural at all. Nobody's comfortable. <laughs>
1: and they had the font like, yeah, Keenan killed the Fresh Teens, and <laughs> yeah. But it, I remember, like, girls, it was wild. I remember one that I remember that Keenan and I we went, uh, you know, some double date to one of these like amusement parks, um, and the girl just attacked me. And like the the like the ride, like the little ocean ride that you go through, it was like mm-hmm. the Small World type of. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was a part where it gets dark and it was mm-hmm. just like she just hey
0: just jumped up. Oh my oh! god <laughs> That's terrifying. People are scary. Yeah Was there um was there a girl who wanted to meet you and then she had an asthma attack? Oh
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you know about that? Oh that was
1: funny. <laughs> that also happened. Uh that was at Disney, I think. We were all the all that kids were there. And uh, they were like, run to the trolley. Because they mm-hmm. have this private trolley for celebrities. And so Ooh. we're running to, the, to run into the trolley, trying to get away. And uh, there's like a crowd behind us of screaming girls. And they were running after us. And everybody got a trolley. I turn around. I said, I'll just sign just one. Mm-hmm. And so I turn around. <laughs> I just oh. one. And the girl is like, starts hyperventilating. and But it started off. You know, like I was, oh, she's just excited. She's like, oh, kill, uh-huh. kill, oh, oh, and then it went, <laughs> 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 and she fell out, like, literally right there on the ground. And I'm sitting there holding her hand, waiting for her. <laughs>
0: oh no, my no, but, god but that's that, but wild girl,
1: it was wild she fell out it was like it was wild but
0: that's scary cause you're yeah. like I don't know what these people are gonna do and then it's like they don't attack you they just almost kill themselves by having an asthma attack that's Man. wild
1: <laughs> she's okay though everybody she's okay you listening
0: no girls were hurt in the making of your stardom <laughs>
1: stardom <laughs> yes
0: uh, Kel real quick we have to yeah. take a break That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com/date me. Ooh, boop, 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 boop. We're back. Okay, can you tell me, do you and Asia fight at all? Are you, do you like, do you get into disagreements and how do you resolve them?
1: Def, uh, disagreements? Yeah, I think every relationship has disagreements, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But what's cool about us is that, and this is what I love about my wife, she's a 100%, 100% real. And I, I love that. And then, you know... Even sometimes where it's accountability and I'm like, what? And I'm like, how should you do that? But it's like, I love it because, you know, it keeps you on your toes, keeps me on my toes. And conversation is key in any mm-hmm. relationship. Every time someone asks us about, you know, a uh, relationship, I'm saying conversation. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Make sure you have a conversation. Keep it 100 with one another. uh, Pray with one another. You know, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. And then also, uh, you know, have your own time of prayer, too. As well on certain things. So for even before I, if I have something that's going on, or it is a disagreement, I take it to God first because Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm coming into it with kindness and I'm coming into it with thinking about both sides, like how I feel about it, but then how also how she feels. Because then a lot lot of times in relationships, you know how when people are in a conversation and they're listening to someone. Uh, they're just thinking about the next thing they're going to say before that Mm -hmm. person finishes. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's not, it's not like that with us. It's really like, yo, I really want to hear, you know, uh, what you have to say and I want to understand it and I digest it and, you know, and be able to, uh, us come back to a a happy medium, uh, together. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I think that's, that's what's important. You know, that's, (laughs) that's definitely what's important. Sometimes you got, sometimes I got to keep it 100 like, yeah. I was wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> or she go, yeah, I was wrong or whatever. You know what I mean? And then that's just, that's just the beautiful thing about mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: That's actually really good advice to, I don't even know if you realize you're giving advice, but you were like, people are thinking about the next thing they're going to say and they're not actually listening. So it's like, if you're in a fight with someone, maybe it's like, before you form what you're trying to say, be like, what I think you're trying to say to me is this, so you like get it right and there is no misunderstanding and then you can make a response, Kel, that's really great. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was walking my dog yesterday and my neighbors were outside their house screaming at each other, screaming. So we're recording this a little earlier. I know it's closer to Thanksgiving as you listen, but this was Halloween day And this man was like, I'm gonna get the haunted house set up. And she was like, but our kid doesn't want the haunted house. She told me she was scared of it. And he was like, what do you mean? She really wants it. And she goes, this haunted house is for you. It's not for her. And he's like, for (laughs) me? What do you mean? And then, then they went into him going, you are miserable. You are fucking miserable. And he's like, fuck you. Fuck you. They're screaming outside. And then she was like, if you think we're going to have a full Thanksgiving and go to Paris the next day, you must be high. You must be high. And I was like, oh my. And I was like, if they look at their cameras... I am spending a full five minutes going back and forth in front of their house because I was like, this is juicy. But also, I I didn't realize people spoke like that to each other Whoa. in real life. I thought that was like heightened for movies and shit. I could not believe it. I was like, oh my God. And when he was like, you are miserable, I was like, what I think he's actually saying is, you need to play more and get get behind this haunted house I'm trying to make. And then she was uh, like, you you are not helping me with Thanksgiving and we have to travel. And I was like, should I knock on the door and be like, I think I understand what you guys are trying to say to each other. <laughs> right.
1: Yo, it's, watching that is always wild or hearing that <laughs> from
0: yeah, people. It was
1: and, and, nuts. But it sounds like what it was now. What it sounds like mm-hmm. was a buildup. Yes. And I, we, we talk about this all the time, me and Asia, where it's like, you know, the, talk about what it is in the moment. You know what I mean? How you mm-hmm. may feel or a find a moment within it. Don't let too much time mm-hmm. go by because it's from that conversation. It almost, it literally sounded like she was holding on to that.
0: You know years, what I mean? And then it was just of like pent up aggression. Yeah.
1: yeah it pent up. You did this. You did this. You did this. You did mm-hmm. this. And now letting you have it you know what i mean and it's like uh-huh. no 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 like you know just, just talk about it you know what i mean especially when you have uh kids as well you yes. know what i mean because you know you did not getting a lot of sleep they get, mm-hmm. get, got whatever they got going on you know? and <laughs> all stuff like that and it's the thing about it like talk about schedule everything even with the mm-hmm. kids like we, we have them Their schedules. We talk to them. We talk about you know what's going on with them, how they're feeling. We have real conversations. You know what I mean. So even with the kids, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, is this kid home? And then I was like, also, it's eleven a.m. and neither one of you are at work. I think your lives are okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I think that's great. I think it's great to like just constantly communicate and. I have trouble in the moment being like, I'm a little upset about something, but I'm really trying to learn how to go, hey, I don't really know why I'm super upset right now, but like, I, I think I'm a little upset. Um, I'm still cool to hang out, but I'll I'll get back to you with my actual feelings soon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's cool though. <laughs> That's that honesty though. You have an honesty within that because you don't want to say something within feeling weird that, you mm-hmm. know, you might regret later. So even taking a moment is good too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? T- taking a moment is, is great. You know, uh, I remember, uh, I sometimes like, cause I have a creative mind, I'll get to like just yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'll come in from a creative meeting and I'll come to the house and I'm yapping like, yeah, yeah. But I didn't even ask like, hey, do you have time to talk yet? You know what mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean? Because she was working on something and, you know, she'll let me know. She'll be like, hey, can I finish this first and so then I can do that? And before it used to be making me like, but I got to, I got to mm-hmm. get it. now, But now I'm like, you know what? <laughs> that's, that's real. She got stuff going. Mm-hmm. She got stuff. Let me take a second.
0: <laughs> yeah I dated, <laughs> I dated someone once where I would do that a lot I would just like come in and like just like dump my day on them and not ask them about their day and mm-hmm. I it was like the first like real relationship I had been in and I didn't realize I was doing that until they were like hey just so you know you come in and you just kind of really talk and and I was like oh I'm sorry and then I just had to like, practice coming home and then being like hey how was your day first Uh. and then maybe like start making dinner or something and then go hey can I tell you a little bit about my day and then it's like more of a give and take it's it's I feel like when you're single, you're like, it's just me. And then when you start dating someone, you're like, oh, yeah, it's me and someone. And I have to accommodate that someone because they're living a life, too.
1: Yeah, it's it's ongoing. It's an ongoing thing. It's learning one another. You know what I mean? And and when you get that, it's like it's it's work. It's a beautiful work, though. Do
0: you mm-hmm. know what I mean?
1: Because you're, you're working on, you know, uh, learning. You're working on sacrificing. You're learning on... You know, uh, having empathy and not just mm-hmm. thinking all about yourself. Because when you what well, you know, you just say
0: you just, ooh, baby, it's me. I don't got another care in the world. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, just to double back, like yeah. you and Keenan, essentially kind of grew up together. So was it nice to have someone there who was going through the same things as you? Yeah.
1: I mean, I feel like I always tell people because we didn't get on like when we were like on TV when we were like five. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we did have some, uh, you know, cause we were about oh, 15, you know what I mean? fifteen, yeah. fourteen. 15, 14. So, um, but it was cool to be relatable on that end, you know, cause he was, you know, from Atlanta, I'm from Chicago. Uh, our parents were, you know, uh, similar. Our mom's same height, same thing, same <laughs> thing like that. And it was cool to like be able to navigate through life at the same time you know uh while dealing with uh being in the public eye too do you know what I mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) I did in the public eye Yeah,
0: that's an interesting point because someone who starts in television at five is a huge difference from someone who starts at 15 which is a huge difference from someone who starts at like 30 um so yeah as a teen what was that like
1: It was, it was deep because it was a, a, a a shift. You know what Uh I mean? Cause I had, you know, life was going, you know, how it was in the shy, you know, uh, and then now people starting to notice, you know, who you are. Um, it was a thing of I got my friends that are on the show that are in Florida because we started on Florida. And then I got my, my peoples I grew up with in the shy. Uh, and then it's the navigation of the people that just want to take advantage, meaning that Mm -hmm. I just want to be your homie cause who you are on TV, but I don't really want to know the real you. And so that's a, that's a real thing where it's like, uh, you have to navigate. And then also within dating, that's a real thing too, that you have to navigate too, because people wearing a certain face that they're really are not, they're not being who they really are. You know what I mean? So that can, that can be very, uh, very difficult, you know, when you're, you know, uh, are in the public eye, as far as like trying to be in the dating scene and doing that too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What's the worst date you've been on?
1: The worst date I've been on? Mm. Mm-hmm. I want to say, well, I don't want to say worst, because then people might be like, remember, be like, ooh, he's talking about me. <laughs> he talking about
0: me. No. <laughs> or the wildest date. Okay. Or a but, memorable date where you're like, I can't believe this is happening. No, I'll
1: tell some crazy ones. So I had one, <laughs> I had one where, uh, well, I'll, do, I'll tell two. So one where it was this girl, sweet girl, pretty girl, sweet. But uh, after the date, I'm walking her to a car because I'm a gentleman, you know. I like to, mm-hmm. you know, walk people to the car, right? So i walk into a car, and everything falls out. Like I'm talking, like you know, uh, nuggets, McDonald's, uh just all kind of stuff, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all kind of stuff. It just threw me
0: off, and it was just like, ah, no, I don't think, yeah, no. <laughs> That's you went how- on a date with a hamburger. That's so funny to have chicken nuggets fall out of your purse. That would happen to me. I would be like, I'm sorry, I was keeping them for later. It was like,
1: no, and it was like, it was like, you know, trash and different things that was in the car. And I remember I was telling that to a friend of mine and they were like, but yo, you 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 think she might, she might be living in a car? And I'm like, no, she wasn't. <laughs> no, she wasn't living in the car, man. She wasn't doing that. But it was just like this whole thing. Uh, and then another one is like, because like, wow you know, hookups and wild stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember my homeboy called me at like, I want to say like 12 a.m. And he was just like, yo, dude, the girl I've been dating, she in town. She had a friend house. Can you, uh, my car acted up. Can you drive me there? What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'll drive you I'll drive you there. Uh, he was like, yeah, here's his catch, though. It's like, uh, it's almost to Vegas. What? What? I was like, what? Almost, We in L.A., almost man. Almost to Vegas. And I said, but... You know, this the homie looked out for me like like this girl. I said, all right, we can go to Vegas afterwards. We'll turn up. I said, Uh okay, cool. So I go there and do this, get there. He's like, yes, she got a sister. So you just keep her company. So I'm like, all right. Uh He's smiling the whole way when we driving up there (laughs) a couple hours. You know, so we get get there and he was right. He was like, the sister was cute. She, She was cute. The sister was cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get in there. He go into the room with the girl, like the door, and I'm there stuck mm-hmm. with this other girl. And all the pretty went out the way because she took off her jacket, and it was like this. She had band aids on, and she mm. was talking about. These like crazy adventures that she did not have. Mm. That was a little, that was a little wild. Mm-hmm. Then she was talking about her baby daddy that mm-hmm. likes to come to the house.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. And he
1: like to come to the house and he mad that who be over there because a friend be bringing people over there. No, now I'm no, like, oh, no, no, wait a minute, no. hey man, I'm trying to get the homie to wake. Hey bro.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: on, we gotta go, go back to L.A. Yeah, come on out, come on out. But yeah, just crazy escapades, you know. <laughs> That's wild. (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie Zola? Zola. No, I haven't. It's based on
0: a Twitter thread of a exotic dancer who goes on this wild adventure with this white lady that she meets. Uh Um, And they're both strippers. And she just does like things just keep happening like a dude who's gonna come to the house who's mad at who hangs out there and that Man. sounds like like the sequel to Zola that's so funny she's uh. she's covered in bandages she's like my baby daddy coming he's not gonna be happy that's <laughs> right. that's so wild she's that's sneezing and really coughing wild. I'm like what is what's going on sneezing and coughing she said it she was a dog bite oh a... no. <laughs>
1: It was wild. It was wild. Yeah, that was a funny one. But yeah, we were we. I'm getting uh, to all kind of craziness uh, with crazy dates and crazy things.
0: I love just <laughs> saying yes to wild things. And I love that you said yes to driving halfway to Vegas. Yeah, because um. here's the thing. That
1: was around when, because I had been married before. And so I had a, mm-hmm. a divorce and then I was single. And so shout out to everybody that's single because that world is crazy. Uh, try to oh, navigate and it. find out so it was just like hey i'm out here i was at the you know going to the clubs going mm-hmm. to the <laughs> everywhere the <laughs> clubs and all that stuff different dates in and out of different relationships with girls and so it's crazy like i understand like you get weird people you know what i mean your dates are mm-hmm. weird you know what I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> you know? and so uh but yeah it's so i'm so happy i, I met my beautiful wife because now i'm just like whoo i ain't gotta deal with all that and then we hear I hear like my cousin's stories and my friends' stories that, you know, are looking for, you know, uh someone and they tell us about <laughs> They're crazy single life. And I was it's just like, oh, man. So we're praying for your sister. I already know his oh, name out there. thank you. going to find somebody, egg girl. Bread. you going
0: to find somebody. I hope so, Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, this might be too personal, so you don't have to answer it. oh Is co-parenting with your ex hard, or was that an easy thing to come to?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's always a, a difficult thing to do. You know, but if you stay real and consistent in your parenting, your parenting style, it works. You know, and then Mm -hmm. the kids will be able to, you know, say, hey, when I'm over there, this is how it goes when I'm over Mm -hmm. there this is how it should go you know what i mean i never thought yeah. of that that mm-hmm. there's
0: different rules at different houses yeah oh shit that's wild yeah <laughs> and yeah. then you just kind of have to adjust and be like oh okay so i guess you don't do that here either <laughs> i don't know, that's like
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so I, that's why i always say it is it is difficult it takes take some time mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: when did you become a youth pastor
1: a youth pastor. Um I became a youth pastor in 2 th- well officially in 2019. Okay. But I had already been doing it uh since 2016. And so mm-hmm. uh, I had always been uh out, you know, giving motivational speeches to kids and juviomes and high schools and different things like that, just telling my story and um but then uh, I remember it like so clearly I was praying and that, you know, God was like, look, I want you to preach. And I said, well, whoa, hey, you know what I mean? I was like, how am I going to do that while also uh being on TV? Because at the time I had a show uh called Game Shakers. And mm-hmm. and uh and I was like, I'm going to be doing this in while preaching at the same time. And I went to my wife and I said, hey, babe, I'm going to do this. I have no one to talk to that I know that is a preacher. Mm-hmm. and also acting on <laughs> or in the entertainment <laughs> business and I was doing stand up at the time too and she was Ooh. just like hey she was just like you be the first you be the first uh-huh. you could do it and i tell people all the time it's not easy you know what i mean cuz no. i've been doing it for years now and it's not easy and then you know when you tell people you're youth pastor they think like i did so i'm like online thing and then I'm giving good burger weddings and no 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 no.
0: This
1: is this is for real, for real. Like I'm there every Sunday. I'm already like after I get out the phone call with this, you know, I gotta figure out uh, you know, setting up for Sunday. You know, it's a it's an mm-hmm. all week thing. And uh I'm constantly talking to my teens and my youth and praying for them and uh, yeah, man. Dad, like I said, it's so ongoing thing, but he, in all my ups and downs of life, God was always with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and helping me within my faith. So for me, say no would be just wrong. It's how mm-hmm. I feel. And so, uh, for me, all the blessings and things that I am getting is because of the, me being, uh, obedient to him and into the call and doing that. And it's a blessing when you see, you know, teens or youth say, Hey, man, I got a lot of what you said, Pastor Kill that really helped you know I prayed mm-hmm. about what you told me to pray about you know what I mean so yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: so I grew up in the church and my our pastor ministered so much and did so much don't you do you feel depleted because I feel like stand-up gives so much it's like for an hour you are giving people like it's you're giving yourself to people and you're making them laugh. And I know I'm tired after shows and then working on TV and then also ministering, because that's not just a Sunday thing. Yeah, That's a multiple day thing. Do you feel depleted ever? And then on top of the, do you feel depleted? What do you do to like fill your cup?
1: Okay. So uh, definitely that's a real thing. Yeah. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad you, glad you know that. Cause yeah, you do feel like that, especially when you're, um giving yourself and you're hearing uh Mm -hmm. you're opening up spiritually and you're also hearing other people's stories you're praying for them and it does you know it can get to a point where you get tired but uh there's strength that you know helps me out with in praying meditating speaking to god you know Mm -hmm. it's a spiritual strength that that i get where it's just like okay (laughs) you know let me go out and do this one thing that i do do all the time is that uh I get up at like every day at 4:30 a.m. and so I get up at 4:30 a.m. 4:30
0: a.m.
1: 4:30 a.m. Right? You said
0: that so casually. <laughs> the the sun ain't up. Nobody else is up. 4:30 a.m. Oh Lord,
1: yeah. that's okay. why. Cause nobody else is up, and it's like mm-hmm. I gotta be able to like get ready for the day and prepare for the day. How I'm on? How am I gonna respond? How I'm gonna show up as a dad, as a father, as a husband? Uh, my business, all these different things. And then mm-hmm. I, I work out after that. Uh, my wife's working out another part of the house, too. She's working out, and she's talking to God. And then we get, you know, the toddlers get up, our babies get up. And so, and then the worst. Wait, stops.
0: how old are they?
1: They are uh, six, and, uh, three. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. six and three. Yeah, six and three. Oh, they're young. Yeah. Six, we got six and three. Six and three. So you got to imagine, you know, you got toddlers. And then my my older two, they're they they're older than 23 and uh yeah, twenty-three and twenty-two. Twenty-four and twenty-two. Yep. Damn. Yep. So, yeah. You so, started over. You were done.
0: <laughs> you were done. And you said better get to
1: more. Yeah. And it's like with, with with my youngest wisdom and honor, they like they have so much energy. You know what I mean? They're super excited. You know what I mean? And so it's like you gotta you know prepare for that with the toddlers. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, being a pastor, working in entertaining business. PR meetings interviews TV show all that stuff and yeah uh, by the grace of God you know it's really the, the Lord you know what I mean me getting up working out being healthy that's important mm-hmm. um you know just really and me and my wife my beautiful wife like I really will say that because we're we're a team and mm-hmm. working together you know and what she does what I do and working together and just making sure it's, it's cohesive you know, uh, and at the end of the day, you know, like we go, like a lot of times I tell people, like we we're doing good burger too. People were partying and stuff was like that. I'm like, nah, you know what I mean. Afterwards, because, because <laughs> you know, I gotta show up as as Ed. You know what I mean to give uh-huh. this like energy that's like super, super fast, super, super. You know what I mean. And there was also where it's like I need to rejuvenate. I get up at like 4:30. <laughs> 4 30 a.m and getting ready for my day in my mind and you my know God.
0: what time do you go to sleep
1: so okay so we try to get to bed like around 10 10 o'clock 10 o'clock okay. which is good so we get to bed at 10 the kids go to bed at eight o'clock yeah like 7 38 yeah and so then oh we have God. our time to kind of like go to bed get everything going and uh but yeah it's it works it where it works for me i'm sure that's not for everybody, because that is very early, but uh, it works. It and if, if it's times where I have to do something super, super late, and I have to adjust, you know what I mean. But it, but it keep, but the consistency of of doing that to renew to renew my mind. I put out a a, a devotional book called uh, Bless Mode, mm-hmm. and uh, that came out in uh, two thousand no twenty twenty. And so I put that on twenty twenty. I wrote it during the the pandemic, and it was literally me saying uh, it was a devotional book and it was about this, like preparing for your day, commanding your morning, commanding what you're going to do within your morning. Uh our, our mouth is power. You know what I mean? And so a lot of times we're carrying all the baggage from the day before or all the craziness mm. from the day before, the negativity, is letting that go, getting up early in the morning, you know, choosing joy, know you were born for a reason and going after your day. And so I wanted, it was a thing that I had to do uh, all the time, you know, to get mm-hmm. myself ready, get myself ready. So I wanted to share that with others because people are like, you get me to do a book. And I was like, I don't want to do a memoir. I want to do like a devotional because I feel like I want people to get up and know that they're beautifully, wonderfully made by God They can go after whatever dream they want. Let's go do it. And I wanted it active. And so like, I would put like a prayer there, a story about my life. You know a Bible verse, and then at the end a call to action where you have to do burpees or you have to do some pushups or you have to do something. Forgive someone that you never forgave uh-huh. at your job. All these different things, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a fun book, man. It was uh, it's still out now. And you can go get it. Plus mode everywhere.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I like yeah. that. I'm doing this book right now called Calling in the One, which is this lady, she has you do a bunch of, like, exercises, and she claims at the end of it you will find your partner. And hey. I'm at a stalemate because this lady's like, I need you to draw a portrait of yourself and cut out empowering things from a magazine. And I was like, ma'am, this is too much work. But I will say, I just need to hunker down and do it because – I believe in visualizing stuff and I believe in manifesting the things that you want. And then I do think that book is good for people who have trouble with getting self-motivated to do things. Cause if you have something that you have to do in the morning, you're like, this is what I've committed to. It really does affect your life in a great way. Cause anytime I put a routine in place, I'm like, oh my God, life is easy. And then I fall off cause I got ADHD and I'm like, I don't know, what are we all doing? I'm asleep till noon. <laughs> So maybe I'll get that book. Maybe that'll be good for me. Yeah. Uh, Kel, real (laughs) quick, we have to take a break. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. Now more than ever with supporters like you you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care visit planned slash future that's planned slash future okay hey did you know one in five americans have learn a new language on their bucket list if that's you make 2024 of the year you finally check it off the list with babble Without having to consult language apps while on vacation, here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get sixty percent off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel dot com slash date me. Get up to sixty percent off at babbel dot com slash date me, spelled B A B B E L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. You seem very positive. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, I. <laughs> I do a lot of interviews where people are like, How do you stay so positive? And I'm like, I don't know. I like to smile, I like to laugh, and sometimes I'm sad, but for the most part, if you get sad you just kind of smile and then <laughs> and then I don't know, life gets a little better. <laughs>
1: Yo, it's, it's it's the thing about it is that you know because ch- ch- you know a lot of times even with comedians and in, in, within comedy and stand up because mm-hmm. I did that whole thing so I totally understand I totally understand it and I remember when I first started doing stand up shout out to you because people do stand up is it's deep and I know it is it's and so tough. it's tough and the crazy thing about it when I first got started I was just going up there like. Oh, sketches and all this different stuff and that wasn't it you know what i mean it's like you really you gotta get up there and you gotta have where the people relate to you tell your story mm-hmm. keep it one. and so uh i went through the treasures i went to all the you know the workout rooms i would sit mm-hmm. there with the list saying oh they gonna let me up like i did the whole i did the whole thing for a few so i got to a, a one hour set but i said all that to say when I started headlining and doing those things, what was funny, because around this same time as I was doing stand-up, and I was going through a lot, like a lot of ups and downs, you know, oh my goodness, and I was going through a lot, but it taught me a lot because I was being very open on stage, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, within things, wherever I was just coming from and being on stage, and then within being and finding that joy and making people laugh, because laughter is medicine, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is that. But then being backstage and also hearing all the stories from the comedians of all these people that have got on stage and gave all of themselves to make someone laugh. But then they were all going through hard situations in the back. And I don't think people really understand once they put that mic down what they actually going through in the back. And it was like a therapy session in the back. You know what I mean? And so it's like doing that for a few years and understanding that. And then uh I remember praying, you know, with with some comedians at a time too, Jijo, about certain things we were dealing with in the back. And it was it was weird how it's like that catapulted me into, you know, me being a full-time preacher. Because when I started doing it, it was just like it's like literally the same thing almost where it's like you're finding that joint and there's people that are there that are dealing with a whole bunch of stuff, but you're saying, look, I relate to you, I know what you're going through. I've been there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know what you're going through. But then at the same time, it doesn't come from a, you know, uh, you're not ending it on a dark place. You're ending it on joy because you want them to walk uh-huh. away with joy and, and knowing the love that God has for them. So, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> here's yeah. a question. This might yeah. be too deep, but how do you keep your faith in like dips in dark times and stuff? Because I did. I grew up in the church. And then when my mom and my mom was very religious and then after she passed away, I was like, Well, and people be like, God only takes the good ones. And I was like, well, that doesn't seem nice. That's pretty rude. (laughs) So I just kind of stopped going to church and whatnot. And, uh, but yeah, how do you keep your faith?
1: Man, in the dark time.
0: Is that a a dark question? No, no, that's a
1: real question. And I love that. That's a a real question. A lot of it is, is because I'm the type of person where I used to replay everything. Mm -hmm. So if it's like a dark situation or something that I did or something that's going on and it would just bring my whole day down. You know what I mean? Or Mm -hmm. whole thing down. And you just and you get into depression. I've been through depression. I've been uh, you know, suicidal thoughts, all these different things. And it's like when I think about it now, thinking that I almost took myself out of here, Mm -hmm. you know. And the thing about it is is that if I would have done that, then I wouldn't have met, you know, my beautiful wife. I wouldn't have you know, I had my kids and all these things that are happening, you know, and then going on that I would have not saw if I allowed the, you know, the enemy and the depression to pull me down. Right. And mm-hmm. so here's the thing about it is, is that you have to find, um, that joy. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because when yeah. you really look at it, and I tell people all the time, You know, like when people are saying to you, like, why are you happy? Why are you finding this job? Why are you doing that? (laughs) Well, hey, hey, man, this is, uh, this is what's getting me up to be able to even do what I'm doing and to do these things that I'm doing. And the thing about it is, is that you have to start to write down, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, you do diaries and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, they'll write down like, you know, their emotions and everything. But then also, you know, look at the times where God did bring you out.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what I
1: mean? Look at the the peace and the joy. There's nowhere in the Bible where it says focus on your darkest times, focus Mm -hmm. on your depression, focus on that. Because a lot of the times it's really in the mindset of us repeating it over and over again. This brain becomes a, a cage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And all it does is it's just like a drive of like all the things that happen that are horrible over and over again. So what you got to do is you got to renew it. You got to take some of that trash out and replace it. You know what I mean? And replace it with the joy. So start thinking about those joyous times. And some people might go, well, I haven't had that. So how do I do that, Kill. You know what I mean? How do mm-hmm. I do that? Back? How do I do that? Yeah. How do I have that joy? But are you, you're breathing, right? So that's another way to start. You start it you know what i mean you can start it you know it's all about our choices and it's all about we have a choice to have to put to figure out peace and have peace it's a choice mm-hmm. you know what i mean so when you say hey i'm gonna wake up this morning and i'm not gonna talk about all the crazy things that i'm doing and then do inventory of yourself too like a lot of times it's inventory because what what are you doing that's bringing you down? You know what I mean? I had to look at that. What is it? Is it, you know, you go you go out through emotions, then you go get a drink? Or then yeah, you slip back down? Or is it a person that you're talking to and all y'all do is talk about all the bad stuff? And then when mm-hmm. you get on the phone, you feel even worse after that? Do an inventory. You know, start doing some things that are bringing you joy, that'll put a smile on your face. Start thinking about where you want to be. That's where... Faith is. Do you know what I mean? So start yeah. thinking about this life that you want to have and this happiness that you want to have. And how do you get there? What are the steps? Just like we were talking about planning, you also have to plan spiritually, too, where there's a consistency. It's a growth that happens. It just doesn't happen overnight. Didn't happen overnight with me either. It's a it's a it's a growth thing. Cause I've had many conversations with God, like, hey, hey
0: man. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? What is this life? Come on.
1: <laughs> but then he goes, but then I start to look at like, oh, this happened, so this can happen. This horrible thing happened, but then this beautiful thing happened from this thing happened. You know what I mean? And when you start doing that inventory and start going through that, I wouldn't be here if this didn't. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I
0: like that. Yeah. Also, you know what? On top of like working on yourselves, I wish we told kids younger that they should find something they love and that should be their occupation. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of teens and like older kids like get into trouble because they're just like, I don't really have a thing that I love. Like nobody told me that entertainment was like a an avenue for me. And it, had I found that out, earlier i think i would have been a happier kid i my sister was like don't stop telling your cousin this my cousin loves smoking weed and i was like why don't you get an associates in business and open a weed shop where you can be high all day since you seem to really love it and (laughs) (laughs) and be your own business owner and my sister was like don't tell him that and i was like yeah but that's what he that's what brings him joy like he really loves being high and I feel like we just, we don't tell kids enough of like the different avenues that they could go through. It's like, do you love the Bible? Do you love church? You could be a pastor. Like that's not an avenue people are told they can do. I don't know. I think we should tell people that like, you should love your job. You shouldn't hate your job. You spend most of your time doing it. So maybe that's the thing that brings you joy that sets you up for more joy in your other parts of your life
1: yeah just you know being observant of uh your kids and and what they're into you know because some people mm-hmm. like you have a kid like you know you'll see a parent and the kid is just drumming on the you know the couch or something like that and they're like mm-hmm. put your hands down stop making all that noise on the couch well maybe <laughs> you know
0: what i mean yeah they're into baby, drums they're made they into like drums and, and they uh-huh. like that
1: you know and so being observant of kind of like what it is that they are drawn to as a kid or as a child. And, you know, this might not be the thing, you know what I mean, that they'll be doing as an adult. But just finding those different things that they are gravitating towards, that's Mm -hmm. positive. That's not going to take them in in the wrong direction. Um, Because, you know, there's other things that you can have joy for that might not Uh be so positive. So you still got to be a parent within that. Uh, But... Having it be something positive, like, you know, with my, with my kids, I'm always like, we're always like, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try that. Mm-hmm. Let's try this. And my parents were, uh, very much like that too, where it's like, let them try this. Let them try this. And then you just see the one that, you know what I mean? That really sticks. Yeah. And it's cool to see that yeah. come together. yeah, Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that.
0: So yeah. okay, we have come to the end, but I do have what? one, two last questions. Okay. What advice do you have for single people all over the world? How, what is your advice to help them get into a relationship?
1: Oh, work on yourself. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Work on yourself, meaning that, you know, you need to know, okay. Like, whatever it may be, like you just said, you're reading books, you're doing all these different things, you know what I mean? And that love, you got to love yourself first. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You got to love yourself before you can love anybody else. And the thing about it is is that you got to let go of a lot of past relationships and past things so you don't bring that over into mm-hmm. this new relationship that you're having, because a lot of times within dating, these things that I discovered too, that like you're bringing all this, <laughs> what happened and you're just in your mind <laughs> emotionally, not uh-huh. like you're physically bringing the person I'm talking about, like emotionally, you're just there or you're snap back into it. And it's like, no, 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 let go of all of that work on yourself. Um, and then you'll be ready to be able to, uh, bring this king or this queen into your, to your life. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that that's what's awesome because ultimately, you're going to become one. Do you know what I mean? And then also, two, the reason why we're dating is because we're trying to find the person that we're going to be with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you need to take the lust side out of it. You know what I mean? Because a okay. lot of times the lust is in there and you, you're you attracted to someone and then it's, it's, it's sex, 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 sex. Because I remember I had a, uh, a relationship with, with a girl and it was all about just sex, sex, sex. Mm-hmm. And then we, I said, okay, yeah, well, bless me celibate. We were gonna be celibate, right? Mm-hmm. And our relationship fell apart, Ooh. like boom, 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 right, mm-hmm. just right there, because we realized, oh, it was the sex that was like
0: mm-hmm. the thing with
1: the two of us, right? The thing that and y'all had in common. Yeah, <laughs> and so a lot of times in relationships, people are married at that point, and then they discover, like years later, like, uh oh, you know what I mean? Like, why are we having all these issues? Because you never showed up as your true self you were Mm. just oh she bad he bad you know what i mean and (laughs) and y'all will argue and then have sex you know what i mean so Uh no no no, take that out you know really understand you you know what i mean And who you are and Mm -hmm. you'll find the right person you know what i mean you'll find our person take time you know what i mean like my my wife uh she took time for the kiss which was dope she
0: did yeah that was
1: dope though Cause for me, I'm used to like, oh, first day kiss, but first this, blah, blah, blah. But being that we started off as friends, we understood each other and the relationships and things like that. So she knew all the stuff I've been through and stuff she's been through, all those things. And so it was a cherished thing. You know how back in the day where it's like, it's chivalry, like you're Mm -hmm. literally like going, you know, it's for this woman. I'm going to show you the world. Right. So it was beautiful that we took time with the kiss. So it was a lot of long hugs and a lot of loneliness. (laughs) And when we finally did kiss, it was just like, woo, this is like, You know what I mean, like water. Uh You know what I mean, which is now I get to do this kiss every day, and then us. Wait, how long
0: did how long did it take for for y'all to kiss?
1: It was a few. It was a few days. It was a few days, and it was. But what was sexy about it was that it was just like yo. I'm about to get this kiss from her at some point. But it was so dope because it was just like, it was, it made me feel like a, almost like a kid again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, you, you know how it is, like your first kiss. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. like if you <laughs> dating so many people and doing all these things over and over There is that becomes like, oh, that's just second nature. It's just, but it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It should be like, you really love this person. And I'm really trying to say these lips should be like sacred. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And when you look at it in that way, it's like, oh, okay. And then we also, uh, decided to be celibate too, as well. So we did that. Oh. And we were celibate. And for how we long? did that till we if got married. We mind. were celibate for three years. Three years. Yep. Wow. And that was, that was, that was hard to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, hard I could to do. Imagine.
1: yeah. It was hard to do, but it was such a beautiful thing because now I could, know my wife on a whole different level and that's what Uh i mean like with us being best friends you know what i mean and then when we finally you know when we had our wedding and we had uh our wedding and marriage and all that stuff like that Mm -hmm. and finally be able to it was beautiful like that's what i mean like it was sacred it's the silvery. it's like i'm Mm -hmm. really dating you you know what i mean and but Mm -hmm. i want to understand you and get to know you see a lot of times we um it's a it's a selfish thing when people date a lot of times uh-huh. where it's all about them and this the kind of, this is what I want this guy kind of person wants. well what does that person want too within that mm-hmm. do you really know that person all the way do you really know their reactions their feelings their their past their futures their thoughts how do they choose joy and it's mm-hmm. beautiful to be able to love my wife in that way and understand her in that way and then boom. And here's the icing on the cake. Now you can have some. Uh-huh. You know what I mean. That's what did. You wait
0: thing. for marriage, or did you have a date that y'all waited to get to? No,
1: we we actually waited for marriage. We waited for marriage. Within that, we waited for marriage, and it was just like you know, I had been in, you know, so many other mm-hmm. relationships and things of that nature. So this was cool to be able to do that, you know, and uh, and her doing that too. She had been in relationships and stuff mm-hmm. like that in the past. So for both of us, this was. You know, something we were doing for the first yeah. time and doing it. And it was just like, okay. And, uh, and to really do it and really be committed to it mm-hmm. was awesome. Cause remember I told you about a relationship that I did yeah, try yeah. and it just fell apart. So I was mm-hmm. already in my mindset of like, but I was living my life to the point where I'm like, okay, straight consistency of faith, straight mm-hmm. consistency of us doing this together. And that's what made it like beautiful. This time around with my wife doing it. And uh, yeah, so I t- I tell people all the time do that. And for for women, you know, hey, hold on for a second. You know what I mean? My mom mm-hmm. used to always say, "Don't give them the milk," you know. <laughs> Don't give them yeah, when they the, could the cow, the cow. Yeah, You know that saying, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah. it's just like yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Get to know get to know the fella, mm-hmm. and, and
0: you get to know think the that's missus. Interesting. <laughs> <So it's-> <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting because. It's one of the, like, it's not for everybody, but it's like yeah. maybe just take an inventory of what hasn't been working and maybe that is something that you need to try and mm-hmm. maybe it won't work out, but maybe you could do like a mix of the two where you wait a little bit, but then eventually, I think that's good advice. I like that.
1: Yeah, now, like have you ever been hungry and you want to Taco I've Bell? been hungry. No, I'm saying like super, super, super hungry <laughs> and then you and you pick Taco Bell, right? And then now uh-huh. you you throwing up or something. The same thing, like you super super uh-huh. you know like thirsty. And then it's this guy, and now y'all in the relationship because y'all mm-hmm. did that. You know what I mean? It's like no, uh-huh. no, take the time, chill. It's all good. Wait till you get home and get a nice meal. Just take your time. Take your time. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I don't know.
0: Yes, <laughs> I can't believe I thought you were really asking me if I've ever been hungry. I was like, I have. <laughs> You're like, no. I'm trying to make a point. <laughs> uh, Cal. So I ask all of my guests this. I've only missed it a couple times. Would you date me?
1: Well, I'm I'm married. I'm in a relationship, so I can't. Okay. I can't.
0: <laughs> Fair. I understand. That's a very good reason as to as to why you're saying no. But you,
1: you gonna find yourself a good man. I know that. I would like to. You're a good, like you, you are good Honestly, people.
0: Pray for me, and I'm not kidding. I'm just, no, you good just, people. Just send up a prayer for me, please. I
1: will. I will. I will. Thank Nicole, you will go find somebody beautifully. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I know you. Thank are.
0: you. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. I really yeah. appreciate
1: it. Yeah. Oh, no, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> Kel, before we get out of here, is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, My
1: book, Bless Mode, uh, the devotional book, my uh, adventure book for kids, Prank Day. You can get that. Both of these books are everywhere. Books are sold. You can get it at Amazon, all over, Barnes & Noble. Uh, and then Good Burger 2. It's out, everybody. Make sure you see it. Good Burger 2. Nicole is in it. Uh, this it's is really fun. Fun movie for the entire family, y'all. Y'all got to check it out. Fun movie. Yeah.
0: it's <laughs> spread love, everybody. It's all about love. <laughs> I love that. Ooh, if you write me something nasty hitting on me, if you write me something nasty hitting on me, Am I saying that right? I'll read it out loud. And you have to write it to an email address. Why can't I talk anymore? It is why won't you date me at gmail? No, why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com? This is so hard for me. Okay. This person said, Hi, Nicole. I'm going to show up at your house with a bullet vibe on a remote control. We're going to watch a super cut of Sonic the Hedgehog movies only with the sexual tension between robotic and sonic nothing else because sonic is a kids movie (laughs) it'll be sexy because it's romantic between two adults (laughs) haha kimmy knows what's up lmao this person is also a listener of best friends and that is a conversation we had on best friends so i guess you have to listen to my other podcast as well to understand this one okay Uh, bye bye Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer is produced by me, Mars. It's executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. With talent bookings by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Maddie Ogden. Got a question, crazy dating story, or a dirty message for Nicole? Write it to podcast at gmail.com for a chance to have it featured on a future show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye-bye.